Section fifty three of the Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Book eight, chapter eight. Delirium. What followed was almost an orgy, a feast to which all were welcome. Grushenka was the first to call for wine i want to drink i want to be quite drunk as we were before do you remember mitya do you remember how we made friends here last time mitya himself was almost delirious feeling that his happiness was at hand but grushenka was continually sending him away from her go and enjoy yourself tell them to dance to make merry let the stove and cottage dance as we had it last time she kept exclaiming she was tremendously excited and mitya hastened to obey her the chorus were in the next room the room in which they had been sitting till that moment was too small and was divided into by cotton curtains behind which was a huge bed with a puffy feather mattress and a pyramid of cotton pillows in the four rooms for visitors there were beds grushenka settled herself just at the door mitya set an easy chair for her she had sat in the same place to watch the dancing and singing the time before when they had made merry there all the girls who had come had been there then the jewish band with fiddles and zithers had come too and at last the long-expected cart had arrived with the wines and provisions mitya bustled about all sorts of people began coming into the room to look on peasants and their women who had been roused from sleep and attracted by the hopes of another marvellous entertainment such as they had enjoyed a month before mitya remembered their faces greeting and embracing every one he knew he uncorked bottles and poured out wine for every one who presented himself only the girls were very eager for the champagne the men preferred rum brandy and above all hot punch mitya had chocolate made for all the girls and ordered that three samovars should be kept boiling all night to provide tea and punch for every one to help himself an absurd chaotic confusion followed but mitya was in his natural element and the more foolish it became the more his spirits rose if the peasants had asked him for money at that moment he would have pulled out his notes and given them away right and left this was probably why the landlord trifon borisovitch kept hovering about mitya to protect him he seemed to have given up all idea of going to bed that night but he drank little only one glass of punch and kept a sharp lookout on mitya's interests after his own fashion he intervened in the nick of time civilly and obsequiously persuading mitya not to give away cigars and rhine wine and above all money to the peasants as he had done before he was very indignant too at the peasant girls drinking liqueur and eating sweets they're a lousy lot dmitri fyodorovitch he said i'd give them a kick every one of them and they'd take it as an honour that's all they're worth mitya remembered andrei again and ordered punch to be sent out to him i was rude to him just now he repeated with a sinking softened voice kalganov did not want to drink and at first did not care for the girls singing but after he had drunk a couple of glasses of champagne he became extraordinarily lively strolling about the room laughing and praising the music and the songs admiring every one and everything maximov blissfully drunk never left his side 
grushenka too was beginning to get drunk pointing to kalganov she said to mitya what a dear charming boy he is and mitya delighted ran to kiss kalganov and maximov oh great were his hopes she had said nothing yet and seemed indeed purposely to refrain from speaking but she looked at him from time to time with caressing and passionate eyes at last she suddenly gripped his hand and drew him vigorously to her she was sitting at the moment in the low chair by the door how was it you came just now eh how you walked in i was frightened so you wanted to give me up to him did you did you really want to i didn't want to spoil your happiness mitya faltered blissfully but she did not need his answer well go and enjoy yourself she sent him away once more don't cry i'll call you back again he would run away and she listened to the singing and looked at the dancing though her eyes followed him wherever he went but in another quarter of an hour she would call him once more and again he would run back to her come sit beside me tell me how did you hear about me and my coming here yesterday from whom did you first hear it and mitya began telling her all about it disconnectedly incoherently feverishly he spoke strangely often frowning and stopping abruptly what are you frowning at she asked nothing i left a man ill there i'd give ten years of my life for him to get well to know he was all right well never mind him if he's ill so you meant to shoot yourself to-morrow what a silly boy what for i like such reckless fellows as you she lisped with a rather halting tongue so you would go any length for me eh did you really mean to shoot yourself to-morrow you stupid no wait a little to-morrow i may have something to say to you i won't say it to-day but to-morrow you'd like it to be to-day no i don't want to to-day come go along now go and amuse yourself once however she called him as it were puzzled and uneasy why are you sad i see you're sad yes i see it she added looking intently into his eyes though you keep kissing the peasants and shouting i see something no be merry i'm merry you be merry too i love somebody here guess who it is ah look my boy has fallen asleep poor dear he's drunk she meant kalganov he was in fact drunk and had dropped asleep for a moment sitting on the sofa but he was not merely drowsy from drink he felt suddenly dejected or as he said bored he was intensely depressed by the girl's songs which as the drinking went on gradually became coarse and more reckless and the dances were as bad two girls dressed up as bears and a lively girl called stepanida with a stick in her hand acted the part of keeper and began to show them look alive maria or you'll get the stick the bears rolled on the ground at last in the most unseemly fashion amid roars of laughter from the closely packed crowd of men and women well let them let them said grushenka sententiously with an ecstatic expression on her face 
when they do get a day to enjoy themselves why shouldn't folks be happy kalganov looked as though he had been besmirched with dirt it's swinish all this peasant foolery he murmured moving away it's the game they play when it's light all night in summer he particularly disliked one new song to a jaunty dance tune it described how a gentleman came and tried his luck with the girls to see whether they would love him the master came to try the girls would they love him would they not but the girls could not love the master he would beat me cruelly and such love won't do for me then a gypsy comes along and he too tries the gypsy came to try the girls would they love him would they not but they couldn't love the gypsy either he would be a thief i fear and would cause me many a tear and many more men came to try their luck among them a soldier the soldier came to try the girls would they love him would they not but the soldier is rejected with contempt in two indecent lines sung with absolute frankness and producing a furor in the audience the song ends with a merchant the merchant came to try the girls would they love him would they not and it appears that he wins their love because the merchant will make gold for me and his queen i'll gladly be kalganov was positively indignant that's just a song of yesterday he said aloud who writes such things for them they might just as well have had a railway man or a jew come to try his luck with the girls they'd have carried all before them and almost as though it were a personal affront he declared on the spot that he was bored sat down on the sofa and immediately fell asleep his pretty little face looked rather pale as it fell back on the sofa cushion look how pretty he is said grushenka taking mitya up to him i was combing his hair just now his hair's like flax and so thick and bending over him tenderly she kissed his forehead kalganov instantly opened his eyes looked at her stood up and with the most anxious air inquired where was maximov so that's who it is you want grushenka laughed stay with me a minute mitya run and find his maximov maximov it appeared could not tear himself away from the girls only running away from time to time to pour himself out a glass of liqueur he had drunk two cups of chocolate his face was red and his nose was crimson his eyes were moist and mawkishly sweet he ran up and announced that he was going to dance the sabotiere they taught me all those well-bred aristocratic dances when i was little go go with him mitya and i'll watch from here how he dances said grushenka no no i'm coming to look on too exclaimed kalganov brushing aside in the most naive way grushenka's offer to sit with him they all went to look on maximov danced his dance but it roused no great admiration in anyone but mitya it consisted of nothing but skipping and hopping kicking up the feet and at every skip maximov slapped the upturned sole of his foot kalganov did not like it at all but mitya kissed the dancer thanks you're tired perhaps what are you looking for here would you like some sweets a cigar perhaps a cigarette don't you want a drink i'll just have a liqueur have you any chocolates 
yes there's a heap of them on the table there choose one my dear soul i like one with vanilla for old people <laughs> no brother we've none of that special sort i say the old man bent down to whisper in mitch's ear that girl there little maria <laughs> how would it be if you were to help me make friends with her so that's what you're after no brother that won't do i'd do no harm to any one maximov muttered disconsolately oh all right all right they only come here to dance and sing you know brother but damn it all wait a bit eat and drink and be merry meanwhile don't you want money later on perhaps smiled maximov all right all right mitch's head was burning he went outside to the wooden balcony which ran round the whole building on the inner side overlooking the courtyard the fresh air revived him he stood alone in a dark corner and suddenly clutched his head in both hands his scattered thoughts came together his sensations blended into a whole and threw a sudden light into his mind a fearful and terrible light if i'm to shoot myself why not now passed through his mind why not go for the pistols bring them here and here in this dark dirty corner make an end almost a minute he stood undecided a few hours earlier when he had been dashing here he was pursued by disgrace by the theft he had committed and that blood that blood but yet it was easier for him then then everything was over he had lost her given her up she was gone for him oh then his death sentence had been easier for him at least it had seemed necessary inevitable for what had he to stay on earth for but now was it the same as then now one phantom one terror at least was at an end that first rightful lover that fateful figure had vanished leaving no trace the terrible phantom had turned into something so small so comic it had been carried into the bedroom and locked in it would never return she was ashamed and from her eyes he could see now whom she loved now he had everything to make life happy but he could not go on living he could not oh damnation oh god restore to life the man i knocked down at the fence let this fearful cup pass from me lord thou hast wrought miracles for such sinners as me but what what if the old man's alive oh then the shame of the other disgrace i would wipe away i would restore the stolen money i'd give it back i'd get it somehow no trace of that shame will remain except in my heart forever but no no oh impossible cowardly dreams oh damnation yet there was a ray of light and hope in his darkness he jumped up and ran back to the room to her to her his queen forever was not one moment of her love worth all the rest of life even in the agonies of disgrace this wild question clutched at his heart to her to her alone to see her to hear her to think of nothing to forget everything if only for that night for an hour for a moment just as he turned from the balcony into the passage he came upon the landlord trifon borisovitch he thought he looked gloomy and worried and fancied he had come to find him 
what is it trifon borisovitch are you looking for me no sir the landlord seemed disconcerted why should i be looking for you where have you been why do you look so glum you're not angry are you wait a bit you shall soon get to bed what's the time it'll be three o'clock past three it must be we'll leave off soon we'll leave off don't mention it it doesn't matter keep it up as long as you like what's the matter with him mitchell wondered for an instant and he ran back to the room where the girls were dancing but she was not there she was not in the blue room either there was no one but kalganov asleep on the sofa mitya peeped behind the curtain she was there she was sitting in the corner on a trunk bent forward with her head and arms on the bed close by she was crying bitterly doing her utmost to stifle her sobs that she might not be heard seeing mitya she beckoned him to her and when he ran to her she grasped his hand tightly mitya mitya i loved him you know how i have loved him these five years all that time did i love him or only my own anger no him him it's a lie that it was my anger i loved and not him mitya i was only seventeen then he was so kind to me so merry he used to sing to me or so it seemed to a silly girl like me and now oh lord it's not the same man even his face is not the same he's different altogether i shouldn't have known him i drove here with timofey and all the way i was thinking how i should meet him what i should say to him how we should look at one another my soul was faint and all of a sudden it was just as though he had emptied a pail of dirty water over me he talked to me like a schoolmaster all so grave and learned he met me so solemnly that i was struck dumb i couldn't get a word in at first i thought he was ashamed to talk before his great big pole i sat staring at him and wondering why i couldn't say a word to him now it must have been his wife that ruined him you know he threw me up to get married she must have changed him like that mitya how shameful it is oh mitya i'm ashamed i'm ashamed for all my life curse it curse it curse those five years and again she burst into tears but clung tight to mitya's hand and did not let it go mitya darling stay don't go away i want to say one word to you she whispered and suddenly raised her face to him listen tell me who is it i love i love one man here who is that man that's what you must tell me a smile lighted up her face that was swollen with weeping and her eyes shone in the half-darkness a falcon flew in and my heart sank fool that's the man you love that was what my heart whispered to me at once you came in and all grew bright what's he afraid of i wondered for you were frightened you couldn't speak it's not them he's afraid of could you be frightened of anyone it's me he's afraid of i thought only me so fenya told you you little stupid how i called to alyosha out of the window that i'd loved mitchenka for one hour and that i was going now to love another mitya mitya how could i be such a fool as to think i could love any one after you do you forgive me mitya do you forgive me or not 
do you love me do you love me she jumped up and held him with both hands on his shoulders mitya dumb with rapture gazed into her eyes at her face at her smile and suddenly clasped her tightly in his arms and kissed her passionately you will forgive me for having tormented you it was through spite i tormented you all it was for spite i drove the old man out of his mind do you remember how you drank at my house one day and broke the wine-glass i remembered that and i broke a glass to-day and drank to my vile heart mitya my falcon why don't you kiss me he kissed me once and now he draws back and looks and listens why listen to me kiss me kiss me hard that's right if you love well then love i'll be your slave now your slave for the rest of my life it's sweet to be a slave kiss me beat me ill-treat me do what you will with me and i do deserve to suffer stay wait afterwards i won't have that she suddenly thrust him away go along mitya i'll come and have some wine i want to be drunk i'm going to get drunk and dance i must i must she tore herself away from him and disappeared behind the curtain mitya followed like a drunken man yes come what may whatever may happen now for one minute i'd give the whole world he thought grushenka did in fact toss off a whole glass of champagne at one gulp and became at once very tipsy she sat down in the same chair as before with a blissful smile on her face her cheeks were glowing her lips were burning her flashing eyes were moist there was passionate appeal in her eyes even kalganov felt a stir at the heart and went up to her did you feel how i kissed you when you were asleep just now she said thickly i'm drunk now that's what it is and aren't you drunk and why isn't mitya drinking why don't you drink mitya i'm drunk and you don't drink i am drunk i'm drunk as it is drunk with you but now i'll be drunk with wine too he drank off another glass and he thought it strange himself that glass made him completely drunk he was suddenly drunk though till that moment he had been quite sober he remembered that from that moment everything whirled about him as though he were delirious he walked laughed talked to everybody without knowing what he was doing only one persistent burning sensation made itself felt continually like a red-hot coal in his heart he said afterwards he went up to her sat beside her gazed at her listened to her she became very talkative kept calling every one to her and beckoned to different girls out of the chorus when the girl came up she either kissed her or made the sign of the cross over her in another minute she might have cried she was greatly amused by the little old man as she called maximov he ran up every minute to kiss her hands each little finger and finally he danced another dance to an old song which he sang himself he danced with special vigor to the refrain the little pig says oomph 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 the little calf says moo 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 the little duck says quack 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 the little goose says ga 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 the hen goes strutting through the porch to roo 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 she'll say to roo 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 she'll say give him something mitya said grushenka give him a present he's poor you know ah the poor the insulted 
do you know mitya i shall go into a nunnery no i really shall one day alyosha said something to me to-day that i shall remember all my life yes but to-day let us dance to-morrow to the nunnery but to-day we'll dance i want to play to-day good people and what of it god will forgive us if i were god i'd forgive every one my dear sinners from this day forth i forgive you i'm going to beg forgiveness forgive me good people a silly wench i'm a beast that's what i am but i want to pray i gave a little onion wicked as i've been i want to pray mitya let them dance don't stop them every one in the world is good every one even the worst of them the world's a nice place though we're bad the world's all right we're good and bad good and bad come tell me i've something to ask you come here every one and i'll ask you why am i so good you know i am good i'm very good come why am i so good so grushenka babbled on getting more and more drunk at last she announced that she was going to dance too she got up from her chair staggering mitya don't give me any more wine if i ask you don't give it to me wine doesn't give peace everything's going round the stove and everything i want to dance let everyone see how i dance let them see how beautifully i dance she really meant it she pulled a white cambric handkerchief out of her pocket and took it by one corner in her right hand to wave it in the dance mitya ran to and fro the girls were quiet and got ready to break into a dancing song at the first signal maximov hearing that grushenka wanted to dance squealed with delight and ran skipping about in front of her humming with legs so slim and sides so trim and its little tail curled tight but grushenka waved her handkerchief at him and drove him away Shh, mitya why don't they come let every one come to look on call them in too that were locked in why did you lock them in tell them i'm going to dance let them look on too mitya walked with a drunken swagger to the locked door and began knocking to the poles with his fist hi you Podvisotskys, come she's going to dance she calls you wydock one of the poles shouted in reply you're a wydock yourself you're a little scoundrel that's what you are leave off laughing at poland said kalganov sententiously he too was drunk be quiet boy if i call him a scoundrel it doesn't mean that i called all poland so one wydock doesn't make a poland be quiet my pretty boy eat a sweetmeat ah what fellows as though they were not men why won't they make friends said grushenka and went forward to dance the chorus broke into ah my porch my new porch grushenka flung back her head half opened her lips smiled waved her handkerchief and suddenly with a violent lurch stood still in the middle of the room looking bewildered i'm weak she said in an exhausted voice forgive me i'm weak i can't i'm sorry she bowed to the chorus and then began bowing in all directions i'm sorry forgive me the lady's been drinking the pretty lady has been drinking voices were heard saying the lady's drunk too much maximov explained to the girls giggling mitya lead me away 
take me said grushenka helplessly mitya pounced on her snatched her up in his arms and carried the precious burden through the curtains well now i'll go thought kalganov and walking out of the blue room he closed the two halves of the door after him but the orgy in the larger room went on and grew louder and louder mitya laid grushenka on the bed and kissed her on the lips don't touch me she faltered in an imploring voice don't touch me till i'm yours i've told you i'm yours but don't touch me spare me with them here with them close you mustn't he's here it's nasty here i'll obey you i won't think of it i worship you muttered mitya yes it's nasty here it's abominable and still holding her in his arms he sank on his knees by the bedside i know though you're a brute you're generous grushenka articulated with difficulty it must be honorable it shall be honorable for the future and let us be honest let us be good not brutes but good take me away take me far away do you hear i don't want it to be here but far far away oh yes yes it must be said mitya pressing her in his arms i'll take you and we'll fly away oh i'd give my whole life for one year only to know about that blood what blood asked grushenka bewildered nothing muttered mitya through his teeth grusha you wanted to be honest but i'm a thief but i've stolen money from katya disgrace a disgrace from katya from that young lady no you didn't steal it give it her back take it from me why make a fuss now everything of mine is yours what does money matter we shall waste it anyway folks like us are bound to waste money but we'd better go and work the land i want to dig the earth with my own hands we must work do you hear alyosha said so i won't be your mistress i'll be faithful to you i'll be your slave i'll work for you we'll go to the young lady and bow down to her together so that she may forgive us and then we'll go away and if she won't forgive us we'll go anyway take her her money and love me don't love her don't love her any more if you love her i shall strangle her i'll put out both her eyes with a needle i love you i love only you i'll love you in siberia why siberia never mind siberia if you like i don't care we'll work there's snow in siberia i love driving in the snow and must have bells do you hear there's a bell ringing where is that bell ringing there are people coming now it's stopped she closed her eyes exhausted and suddenly fell asleep for an instant there had certainly been the sound of a bell in the distance but the ringing had ceased mitya let his head sink on her breast he did not notice that the bell had ceased ringing nor did he notice that the songs had ceased and that instead of singing and drunken clamour there was absolute stillness in the house grushenka opened her eyes what's the matter was i asleep yes a bell i've been asleep and dreamt i was driving over the snow with bells and i dozed i was with someone i loved 
with you and far far away i was holding you and kissing you nestling close to you i was cold and the snow glistened you know how the snow glistens at night when the moon shines it was as though i was not on earth i woke up and my dear one is close to me how sweet that is close to you murmured mitya kissing her dress her bosom her hands and suddenly he had a strange fancy it seemed to him that she was looking straight before her not at him not into his face but over his head with an intent almost uncanny fixity an expression of wonder almost of alarm came suddenly into her face mitya who is that looking at us she whispered mitya turned and saw that someone had in fact parted the curtains and seemed to be watching them and not one person alone it seemed he jumped up and walked quickly to the intruder here come to us come here said a voice speaking not loudly but firmly and peremptorily mitya passed to the other side of the curtain and stood stock still the room was filled with people but not those who had been there before an instantaneous shiver ran down his back and he shuddered he recognized all those people instantly that tall stout old man in the overcoat and forage cap with the cockade was the police captain mihail makarovitch and that consumptive-looking trim dandy who always has such polished boots that was the deputy prosecutor he has a chronometer worth four hundred roubles he showed it to me and that small young man in spectacles mitya forgot his surname though he knew him had seen him he was the investigating lawyer from the school of jurisprudence who had only lately come to the town and this man the inspector of police mavriki mavrikievitch a man he knew well and those fellows with the brass plates on why are they here and those other two peasants and here at the door kalganov with trifon borisovitch gentlemen what's this for gentlemen began mitya but suddenly as though beside himself not knowing what he was doing he cried aloud at the top of his voice i understand the young man in spectacles moved forward suddenly and stepping up to mitya began with dignity though hurriedly we have to make in brief i beg you to come this way this way to the sofa it is absolutely imperative that you should give an explanation the old man cried mitya frantically the old man and his blood i understand and he sank almost fell on a chair close by as though he had been mown down by a scythe you understand he understands it monster and parricide your father's blood cries out against you the old captain of police roared suddenly stepping up to mitya he was beside himself crimson in the face and quivering all over this is impossible cried the small young man mihail makarovitch mihail makarovitch this won't do i beg you'll allow me to speak i should never have expected such behaviour from you this is delirium gentlemen raving delirium cried the captain of police look at him drunk at this time of night in the company of a disreputable woman with the blood of his father on his hands it's delirium i beg you most earnestly dear mihail makarovitch to restrain your feelings 
the prosecutor said in a rapid whisper to the old police captain or i shall be forced to resort to but the little lawyer did not allow him to finish he turned to mitya and delivered himself in a loud firm dignified voice ex-lieutenant karamazov it is my duty to inform you that you are charged with the murder of your father fyodor pavlovitch karamazov perpetrated this night he said something more and the prosecutor too put in something but though mitya heard them he did not understand them he stared at them all with wild eyes End of section 53